right, welcome back, everybody, to a special uh, episode of The Green Room, Saturday night, uh, Big Ten kickoff. Um, myself, Tony Paul, and Matt Charbonneau, who was out in East Lansing today. We're going to do these um, weekly Saturday night shows to get you all caught up on all the weekend's action uh, for the season. So this is the first one, obviously. Uh, great start. Um, <laughs> uh, we, uh, we talked about this, uh, you know, I mean, it looked like on, you know, everything like on paper, you know, it was a good, good opportunity for Michigan state to get off and going, get off and running. Um, but we also suggested last week that it was a equally good opportunity maybe for Rutgers to get off and running and under in their new coach. And, and that's what certainly happened with the help of, uh, Seven uh, turnovers and uh, a couple more turnover on downs. Um, Rutgers beats Michigan State 38 to 27 in the season opener. Matthew. Yes. Please explain. <laughs> you know, what's even worse is I'm watching the end of the Michigan Minnesota game and I haven't checked this stat yet, but Kirk Herbstreet or Chris Fowler, one of them was, they were kind of running through some of the other scores and said that Rutgers had um, four, seven turnovers all of their Big Ten games last season total. Mm. And they created, you could say created, whatever. Um, how many they created is questionable. But still, there was a couple, there was several in there. They certainly did with some big hits. Um, well, yeah, Michigan, State's, seven, on pace, Michigan yeah. State's on pace for 63 turnovers. Well, that sounds about right. Yeah. And the and in the, um, trying to think of the best way to describe this, in the, thanks, Mel, no kidding, category uh mel tucker after says if you turn the ball over seven times you're not going to win very often no no um, really okay and i think rocky lombardi mentioned that too and it was like oh well okay well, thanks um when wise, you when you wise insight from the bank yeah when you Cedar. when you fumble your first possession of the season when you they had two turnovers of, before i turned the game on yeah the literally the first first play from scrimmage uh, Jaden reed fumbled and, and Let's just go over Jaden Reed real quick. Now, the West, they, this is the Western Michigan transfer. Yeah, and he was a freshman All-American and a lot of excitement for this kid coming in. And they said how he's going to make an impact. And boy, did he make an impact today. He had 11 catches for 128 yards and two touchdowns. He and, also fumbled the very first play from scrimmage. He fumbled again in the second quarter. Now, Surprisingly enough, neither of those led to Rutgers scores. I mean, they had 21 points off the turnovers, but yeah, you know, the second one though, Michigan State's driving there is at about the Rutgers 22-ish when that's he fumbled. Not, that's not bad. It's, uh, I was reading a stat today that you average five points off of a turnover. So yeah, on that, and he, I mean that's not that bad. No, the defense did okay in a couple of those instances. I mean, but if it keeps happening, you're like, geez, a piece. But Reed, it's funny. Then he had a. He had a blindside block on a big play that got brought back. So he was he had a drop when he was trying to run before he had it. it to me, it looks like a guy who was trying to do everything. Mm-hmm. He did a lot, mm-hmm. and there's a lot to like. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you're not you know expect him to fumble twice every game. But you know, then Jordan Simmons, the freshman running back, the only guy who looked like he had any burst, he fumbled. He got hit pretty hard and fumbled. Um, Connor Hayward, who's in the game, right, because he's a veteran guy and knows how to pass block. And then the second series, he whiffs on a in a passing situation. Rocky Lombardi gets sacked and fumbles at the one. I mean, just that stuff all day long. The late interception by Lombardi, but it doesn't matter. I mean, he's just trying to make something happen with like a minute left. But I'll tell you what, yeah. it, it, it made everything feel worse than it was. Because I think when you really look at the game a little closer and break down like certain aspects of it, they weren't that bad. 
they still can't run the ball. Mm-hmm. And that's a concern. Mm-hmm. Elijah Collins was a major concern. He didn't start. Right. He only carried eight times. And at first you're thinking, why is Elijah Collins not starting? When he ran the ball, he looked slow. Well, this guy's the top returning running back in the Big Ten by yards. And I, I was going to ask you that. What what's going on there? I mean, they don't that's, have a, they don't have a lot to work with in the running back game. It was odd to see him on the sidelines today doing some pretty big series. Yeah, it was. It seemed strange. Connor Hayward started, played the first two series, and then Elijah Collins comes in and just nothing. There was nothing there. And a couple times there was a little room to run. He just he just looked slow. It was odd. Mel Tucker didn't give us a real indication of is he hurt or anything. He just to me it just looked like a guy who was unsure of himself, which felt weird because Connor Hayward's Connor Hayward, right? Everyone knows people like to complain about him, but he is what he is. He's take not, him or, you can take him early. Yeah, he does some things okay. He's not great. Um, Jordan Simmons was kind of impressed with the freshman running back who just runs hard and fast. Well, he's got he's got a pretty good burst. He does. The thing, if you go back and watch, there's a, two or three cutbacks he missed to where they yeah. could have had big plays. And that, right. but that's you know that's a freshman in his first game. That happens a lot of these guys. They just take it and run. They don't really know exactly what they're doing. Right. Um, and that's what you saw from him. But you had to feel pretty good about some of the things he might be able to do. Right. So, so there are, there were some bright spots, but there's concerning things like that with Elijah Collins, their inability to pick up short yardage when they needed the, the offensive line. It was odd. I mean, anyone who follows this team closely, when you look out there and saw they started Matt Allen at center, which whatever Blake Buter at left guard and Matt Carrick at right guard. It, basically you're taking all the same retreads and I'm being pretty negative with these guys, but you know what I mean? That's guys we've guys we've seen not get the job done for the last couple of years, come back out and start again this year. And guys like J.D. Duplain, Nick Samak, who played last year as true freshman late in the year and played well, aren't on the field. What, it, it's either those guys haven't made the progress you thought, or does this new offensive staff still not figure it out who the heck they should have out there? Well, that's the interesting thing is you know. because – Greg Schiano at Rutgers took over a team that had very little um, talent and um, he was able to um, upgrade at some spots. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not saying Rutgers looked great. Uh, they looked better than I thought they would. They were, they, they looked, did. They looked solid. I mean, yeah. right at Michigan state helped them out a little bit. Um, I mean, some of those fumbles were good hits. The interceptions were, you know, they were what they were, but, um, but the running game is a concern. Yeah. Uh, no question. I was. Uh, we were all wondering about Elijah. They talked about it a lot on the bro- on the broadcast. What was going on there? You do like Simmons? Like I said, that burst. I think the first or second carry he had, just the burst of speed he had right off the right off the get go was pretty impressive. I didn't know much about him, but um, some other things. Rocky Lombardi. I you know we were talking about this before we went on. Um, I didn't think it was that bad. Like I mean, I no. thought he was all right. Um, those, those couple throws. Um, uh, well, the one interception you were telling me that that was on the the receiver. Uh, I mean, I yeah, I, I yeah to be on Naylor, right? Yeah, uh, and then uh, there you know there was another pass right before that. I think two or three passes before that that was the same situation um, underthrown when he was when the receiver was deep or something like that. But um, so wasn't I wasn't that down on Rocky Lombardi for you know I mean he didn't wow you but he was I thought he was pretty solid. I, I thought he played well. I yeah. mean, like I said, I think that first interception, it, whether it was him or Naylor or whatever, it was clearly a miscommunication of two guys not being on the same page. Yeah. As you had mentioned, they did the same thing a couple of plays before. It was Naylor before, right? Yeah, it was same two guys. Um, 
And, and really, that was the only time you saw that today. And there was, I remember one throw earlier in the game on a slant he threw behind either Naylor or Reed. But other than that, I, I think he made good decisions with the ball. He ran when he had to. Um, you know, the touch still isn't great. There was there was one later in the game. He could have got it in between a couple defenders he missed Naylor on. But overall, I thought he played pretty well. If people are coming out of that saying, "No, it's not," they him. lost because of Rocky Lombardi or oh, put you know Peyton, no. Peyton Thorne. In. Come on, no, that's, I mean, that's, that's have, not what it was. He doesn't have the best arm. We know that. Um, he can, well, it's a decent arm, it's but a decent he's arm, but it's it's not the best. It's the touch, I mean, right? Yeah. The touch is key, you know. And, and you know, and we'll get to it in a second. But Mil- Michigan's got a similar issue with Milton, who has a you know a great arm, but touch problems too. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought I thought Rocky was pretty uh, pretty solid, but. You know, uh, it's a it's a tough way to start the Mel Tucker era. Um, yeah. Losing to Rutgers, who hadn't won a Big Ten game in forever, um, three years, four years, whatever it was. Um, 20, 21 game losing streak. Yeah, year, whatever you want uh, to call it. And Michigan State only lost by eleven, and they turned the ball over seven times, another two times on downs. So, um, not a good start. Uh, but but the defense, I thought, had some moments. I mean, you saw some flashes there. They weren't bad. I mean, that's the thing. You go down and look at the numbers. I mean, Michigan State had them. I mean, twenty-three first downs to sixteen. I mean, they didn't, again. They didn't run the ball. We've we've covered that. Um, but you know, it's not like Rutgers is out there rolling down the field. No, no. I mean, what were their total yards? Two seventy-six. That's no. not that great. I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't a bad overall performance. And you sit there and say, if you take away the the turnovers, well, in this game, you can't take them away. It matters, but. You lose, you lose the game is the point, but you can also look beyond that and say, was everything a giant mess like it felt like, or was it dirt to just feel like that because of the turnovers? And I think a little bit of it is it felt like that because of the turnovers, because right. when you really look at some of this, they didn't play that poorly. They forced a turnover on defense. Of course, the other thing we haven't mentioned much is the penalties. Mm-hmm. Um, I, let me see the number. I can't even remember. That. They had... So they were flagged seven times for 62 yards, but I think six of those were in the first half. And one of them is on the interception that was run back for a touchdown. Right. Well, the interception stands, but the touchdown doesn't because of a block, a legal yeah. block, which, uh, you know, get me going on the blindside block call this year. But, um, you know, those are those little things right there that are just, I mean, they're killers. The turnovers yeah. are killers. The penalties are killers. You don't know how these things turn out differently if they pick up those couple fourth downs they go for, but it's – I don't look at this and say, oh, my goodness, this is a total disaster. Like you would – when you think lose at home to Rutgers, you think total disaster. Well, that's what you think. You think because it's Rutgers, you also think because it's Mel Tucker's first game, there's added, right. there's added um, insignificance to some people. And so that's why there was a full-on meltdown on social media tonight, uh, this <laughs> afternoon about that meltdown was that was happening second quarter, man. Right. Come on. Well, uh, and uh, I mean, you're right. I mean, this is I mean, this is a team that theoretically could have I mean, really could have won a game even yeah. with seven turnovers, which is pretty amazing. Um, there were some things like there were some things that definitely uh, the running game is, is definitely uh, going to be big moving forward. Um, so obviously, next week you go to um, Michigan. Oh, by the way. Um, I just want to get your thoughts quickly on the game day atmosphere. Uh, I saw the oh. fans. By the way, there were also multiple photos posted on Twitter of a, a lonely Mark D'Antonio roaming <laughs> around in the stands at Spartan Stadium, which, um, first of all, this might um, violate state law. He is on furlough. <laughs> so I'm not sure he's allowed to be hanging out at his place of employment. But um, 
it was odd to see him uh, there. Uh, I, you know, I would thought, given you know D'Antonio's demeanor, that he would have rather just kind of stayed out of sight, out of mind, um, especially but, in the first game. Well, with no fans beyond a little bit of family, it was yeah. probably he knew he wouldn't have to really deal with anyone giving him a hard time. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, I was, I guess I'd say a little surprised to yeah. see him. I mean, I didn't see him. I saw the pictures. I wasn't right down there, but it was a, yeah, the atmosphere, uh, odd, weird, surreal, come up with all the, it, it was funny. I think when the, when Jaden Reed scored on that 50 yard touchdown, he started running and it's, you normally you hear the crowd reaction. And I remember thinking, what is, is the play? Did someone blow the play dead? Cause there's no reaction. Right. And you're like, oh wait, there's nobody here. No wonder. Right. You get that rising, it's, you get that rising yeah. decibel level, you know, as the it just takes a while. Yeah, it took a while to get I don't know if I ever got used to it through four quarters because you're every play usually has some sort of a reaction either side. And I noticed it even more watching games on TV ten, you know, afterward. You know, you're not hearing you're just hearing players yelling. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a really odd, odd thing. I mean, they had the they had the noise piped in and all that, but it was just it's it's different. It's yeah. What Hard song, to explain. What song did they come out to? Oh, oh really? We got to go back to that. Do you even know? They came out to Thunderstruck, <laughs> oh, right? <man. laughs> All right. Mel Tucker's okay in my book. All right. He can stay. Uh, Forget losing to Rutgers. The guy can stay. <laughs> we'll let me, I'll, I'll just say this by the end of it. I know Michigan State fans are freaking out, and I get it. And you, you look, you want there's plenty of things to, to be upset about, and pick apart and wonder why they did this and that and coaching decisions. And I get it, but let's not ruin this guy's uh, tenure based off of one game. He's not coaching a single guy he recruited that. And again, I'll say it again, try and get past those seven turnovers. There was, there was a lot in there to like too. Yeah. Some things not to like, but there's a lot of things to build off too, I think. So it might not, it might not translate into a whole lot of wins this year. I I think that's probably becoming pretty evident. Um, that it's gonna, it's probably four and four is looking a little rosy at the moment. Um, yeah. uh, I mean, when you, uh, you know, but good for Rutgers, like I said, solid, they were more solid than I thought they would be. Um, yeah, they, they up front look defensively. They had a bunch of transfers in there, a kid from Michigan. I mean, they were solid up front defensively. So right. that was, I mean, they had some better personnel, but yeah, you know, Greg Chiano in there's, it's a guy who's won a lot of places, so you don't underestimate the effect he had on those guys believing they could actually win. So. Right, right. And when you get the two turnovers right away, I think that yep. you, you only build on that. I mean, that gets you pumped right away. So um, next week, uh, the big Halloween game um, at Michigan State is a noon game. Do we know this? It is noon. Big noon on Fox. Noon game and Fox at Michigan State. The rivalry comes early or late or however you want to refer to it. Um, they, uh, don't yawn yet. We're, we got a couple more minutes to go here. <laughs> it's uh, been a long day. Yeah, I know it has. Um, but yeah, so, uh, Michigan, Michigan state, Michigan, by the way, I, I thought a very, I don't know how much you got to see of it, but I thought a very pretty impressive performance yeah. tonight against Minnesota. Uh, obviously the tough start. It was a weird start, but they won 49 to 24. Minnesota had issues all over the place on special teams. They had nobody that could. <laughs> Uh, it was funny. They, they, all their kickers basically have, it's assumed they all had COVID. Um, so they were using backup to the backup, you know, and it was funny. Zoltan Mesco, he's a former um, Michigan punter, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He was on Twitter saying, how does Minnesota not get someone from the soccer team? And someone, <laughs> someone responded to him. They don't have a soccer team. <laughs> so that'll, well, that'll do that. That'll do that. But well, they had do. all sorts of issues, and that yeah. that was a that did play a major impact, a major role in this game. But um, Joe Milton was impressive, great arm, 
Um, again, similar to Rocky and that the touch has to come and they talked about that on the broadcast, but, uh, this Michael Bennett guy, the hit he had on Tanner Morgan. And then he had the, <laughs> then he had the pickup, you know, the pickup on the fumble and then for the touch, I mean, the guy or no, the, uh, the kick return from, right. uh, you know, on the squib. So, uh, an, an impressive performance from Michigan. Um, maybe Harbaugh has his quarterback. It's early, maybe. but this is Minnesota. It's on the road. Granted, no fans or limited fans. It's still a good Minnesota team, even though they were missing, you know, their uh, their Rockets, basically <laughs> all their kickers. Yeah, you know, it was funny. Yeah, when they when they run a fake punt on their own, like twenty five, you know, you're they uh, have no one to punt because they were averaging like eighteen yards a punt. To figure, well, we're gonna crappy field position anyway, so uh, what the hell? We'll try and fake it. No, uh, that, yeah, that didn't that go up. Roll, and uh, you could see the uh, the lack of confidence in special teams um, with uh, with Minnesota. You know, and that makes me think it's going to be odd this year to try and figure out who's in and who's out, who's out because they're hurt, who's out because of COVID, because at, even at Michigan State today, there are a few names you're like, where's where's Devontae Dobbs? Where's Luke Campbell? Where's A.J. Curry? Guys who've started game. I'm sorry, not A.J. Curry. He did start. Uh, Mustafa Khalifa. Guys who've played. They weren't dressed, weren't out there, but you don't, you're kind of wondering, are they hurt? Is it Kobe? You know, you, you just don't know. Well, I think the biggest so thing it's... to look for, I mean, if for a home game, I think the biggest thing to look for is if they're on the sidelines. Because if they're injured, they'll probably be on the sidelines. If they have COVID, they won't be. Well, at Michigan State, they dress, apparently you dress like 75, and everyone not dressed was sitting up in the stands. Okay. Yeah, it's that, to, do they normally tell you what the injury is of a player? Or no? no, well, it depends on the school. The problem is they would usually give you a dress list, too. Right. You're not getting any of that anymore. No. Some school, most schools <laughs> don't tell you injuries because they're paranoid about it. It's not like the NFL where they're required to. Right. Um, so you're trying to pry that out of people as best you can. You try and look with your binoculars who's not out there. Or, you know, sometimes it's obvious a guy's on the sideline with his foot in a walking boot. Right. Other times it's not, especially now in the COVID era. You don't know. For all we know, the guy feels perfectly fine, but, you know, has a test that's negative or positive and, it's it's just weird right now. So each game yeah, you're trying to game. it's a guessing yeah, game. You're but, trying to look who's out there, who you have, who's available, and I'm sure what Minnesota went through today with their specialists won't be the first we see of that right. in the Big Ten. Well, I think that that was why it's it was assumed that it was COVID too, because they're all from the right. same position, and so they spend a lot of time with one another, and you know you think that that might have something to do with it. Um, yeah. But uh, it was quite comical trying to watch them maneuver the kicking game today yeah. uh, with with no kickers, legitimately no kickers. Uh, but Michigan looked impressive. I thought uh, in the Harbaugh era, one of the most mighty wins I've seen from them. And just the physicality, some mm-hmm. of the hits that hit on Morgan. Oh, my God. Never saw it coming. You uh, know what I was impressed by was that offensive line because they lost, uh, what, four guys in the NFL? Yeah. And you had to come in wondering a little bit mm-hmm. how that was going to look, and they were they were pretty impressive. I mean, they played really well. Right. Uh, next week's going to be interesting. Um, I mean, I think one team is, is clearly much better than the other. Um, so, uh, for Mel Tucker's sake, I hope he doesn't get a, a total Michigan beat down to, uh, welcome him to <laughs> welcome him to the job. Uh, normally that total beat down happens on your way out of the job. So hopefully, uh, for his sake, it doesn't, but you could tell today, Michigan, Michigan's got it going on. I mean, you know, yeah, Minnesota, Minnesota's good too. I mean, they and, and that's why they put up still 24 points, even though Michigan's defense was all over Morgan. So um, interesting game. Uh, obviously the biggest game uh, 
Uh, and one of the best finishes I've ever seen to a college football game was Indiana's upset win over Penn State in overtime, 36-35. Tom Allen goes for two. Michael Penix dives. Looked like he had no shot to even get to the pylon. Now that he gets to the pylon, they, they rule it a touchdown on the field. I don't think there was enough to overturn it. Well, that's a – do you think it was? I, I I thought the ball looked like it hit the – hit the out of bounds well, like hit the ground right before the I think pylon. It, I think what happened was I think it did hit um and and if you haven't seen this game then you've been in a coma today but uh um it did hit the ground out of bounds just before the pylon the problem was there was a the there was one view that showed that the ball still might have crossed the plane even yeah. though the tip yeah. of the ball might have crossed the plane um and so anyway they they upheld it uh, an amazing performance by that kid. Uh, he, you know, had you know, Tom Allen really outcoached James Franklin in this one. I mean, he intentionally let the Penn State score. Indiana rushes right yeah. down. Indiana How does a Penn, yeah. Penn State guy not stop? Yeah, uh, I know. Uh, I mean, uh, Indiana goes right down. Penix again goes, gets the touchdown, gets the two-pointer. And then they go for two because why not? It's Indiana. <laughs> it's Indiana. You haven't beaten a top-10 team since the 80s or whatever it is. Um, you've been close. Um, and uh, Tom Allen just decided to roll the dice and go for it. And I think that was smart because clearly Penn State has the better personnel. And the longer the game goes, it probably goes into their favor. But a huge upset uh, in week one of the Big Ten season. You know, it's funny because I was thinking that as they called the timeout, thinking about going for two, having that mentality of you're Indiana, let's try and win it now. But then I was thinking, you know what, you're Indiana, but you're not Indiana of no the past. No, you know this is a good team that won eight games. Should have won nine games last year, mm-hmm. and it's not like just kicking that would have automatically meant they weren't going to keep up with Penn State. I agree. So I was, I was kind of like, oh, maybe he's, maybe he's not giving his guys enough credit. But what the hell, you know, but it worked. Got, I, I love, look, I love when coaches do it. Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's a great. Ball, it's a ballsy move. Yeah. Uh, it's a move that, if the situation reversed, clearly Penn State would not do that because no. again, there's more to lose, more to gain based on the circumstances. You have Penn State, a top ten team, coming into the game. Um, I loved it. I think it gives your team a lot of confidence. They've come this oh, far yeah, in yeah. the game, and you're telling them, "Hey, you guys have come this far. Go win the freaking thing." And by the way, it also puts so much pressure on the Penn State defense. I mean, their whole season comes down maybe to a two yard play, you know, and so it puts a ton of pressure on them. Their defense is pretty good on that play. They stuffed it out. But uh, I guess uh, they said that Penix was a long jumper in high school. Was and he? Uh, so he had some flex. He clearly had some flexibility. And I didn't think there was any chance in the world he'd be able to reach for that pylon. And he, he got there enough that what they were able to call it on the field. So that was a thrilling game um, that uh, ended up right as Michigan was coming on. Um, so uh, Ohio State took care of Nebraska. Nebraska, I think, lost by 35 and actually impressed some people. That's the, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the, uh, that's the, idea, that's the idea I'm getting from Twitter reaction. Well, they, they hung around yeah, through right. about second right. quarter ish. And yeah. So Justin I mean, it's obviously a huge game 52, 17. And apparently if you're a good quarterback in the big 10, now you can only throw one incomplete pass. Like <laughs> Justin Fields did like Graham Mertz did Friday night for Wisconsin, who happens to be a red shirt freshman. Uh, yeah. So apparently incomplete passes aren't a thing. No, I don't know, but 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 Ohio State was great. Wisconsin looked good on Friday night. Yeah, forty-five to um, seven over Illinois, and a lot of people talking about them now. Yeah, and some yeah, I mean Nebraska was okay, but there's I mean some surprises. Purdue beating Iowa, but Purdue didn't have their head coach. Jeff Brown yep. was at home with COVID. Twenty-four to um, twenty, that was a good game. Yeah, but it's I don't know. That's so I'm sitting there like, hey, do the Big Ten rankings? Hell, I mean I feel like Ohio State, 
Michigan, Wisconsin, and then after that, who knows? But that might make it might make it kind of fun for the next seven weeks. Yeah, <laughs> there might yeah. be a lot of stuff we're not expecting, and then well, there was a lot of people that hyped up Indiana coming into this season. Yeah. Now they didn't hype them up to the point of they were going to win today necessarily, um, right. <clears throat> but Indiana certainly made a statement and really threw a big a big monkey wrench into the Big Ten fight right now. Sure, uh, sure. I mean that's a huge loss for Penn State. By the way, Penn yeah. State. You know, they said that Indiana hadn't had a top 10 win and I don't know what it was, 30 years or something like that. Uh, Penn State has the most top 10 losses other than <laughs> other than uh, or maybe second to Auburn over the last five years or something like that. Are they so, all under James Franklin? Uh, I believe maybe. Yeah. So um, well, let's not forget to mention Northwestern. Uh, 43 to three over Maryland. Um, oh. we, we, well, we both knew or you knew um, that these teams are both bad. Um, ah. Uh, but 43 points is a lot of points for a bad team, even against a bad team. Well, that shows so, you know, shows how good Michael Penix is at Indiana because that's why Peyton Ramsey transferred out of Indiana and is now at Northwestern. He was, you know, he was okay today, 200 some odd yards, a touchdown. But man, Northwestern, I tell you what, Maryland, Maryland might turn out to be awful. And and Tua Tugavailoa's brother started at quarterback today and was not good. They're well on their way to being awful. Three picks, yeah. They, so maybe they're the saving grace. Michigan State will not finish last in the East because Maryland apparently is still, you know, alive and well. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I didn't get to see really any of that game, just reading a little bit, looking at the numbers. But Northwestern's an interesting team. Two years ago in the Big Ten title game and then, you know, just went down the tubes last year. So it'll be interesting to see what, uh, what, what, what comes of the Wildcats this year. Right. Right. Well, all in all, I thought a pretty thrilling weekend of uh, big 10 football. Uh, obviously Michigan state's going to have some work to do, but we knew that coming in. I don't think we thought that yeah. these were Rutgers. Um, I mean, some of us thought it was more possible than others. I'm just going to say, <laughs> um, not right that often, but, uh, you know, when I am, I have to tout that, but, uh, but the Indiana win, Ohio State's impressive performance, Wisconsin's impressive performance, Michigan's impressive performance. I think we're going to have a fun, a fun eight weeks here as long as everyone can stay healthy. Um, but yep. Minnesota gave you a very fair warning today of what happens if you don't stay healthy. Um, yep, it can mess with your game in a major, major way. And that's something a lot of people didn't talk about is that, you know, these players that Minnesota was missing today, and they didn't. I don't think they confirmed COVID, but I think everyone assumes it was COVID. And I don't think they denied it was COVID, but they were clusters at certain positions because right. again, these people hang out with each other in the rooms you know they they spent a lot of my roommates because they're same position guys so you can see huge clusters of a certain position and if this happens you can really be screwed and minnesota yeah. playing with a half a deck today uh, in a lot of ways and so it, it was fair warning to the rest of the big 10 of uh you know, hey there's uh there's no social gatherings there's no going to get coffee with your buddy there's nothing uh, yeah. if, you want, if you want the season to go well and for Michigan, um, who has a legitimate chance, I, th I think after today, has a legitimate chance to be to be up there. Um, um, you know, you gotta hey, you gotta follow these guidelines because yep. Minnesota showed you today what can happen if you don't. Uh, yep. So, um, one other interesting fact, by the way, it was the week one of Big Ten. I saw this too. Week one of Big Ten football, and Army accepted a bowl bid today. I saw that too. Yeah. <laughs> Week one of the Big Ten, and Army's already accepted a bowl pick. It's so just the like, same. Yeah. The same week that the Holiday Bowl announces they're not playing in San Diego. <laughs> I, what a, I, what a I weird think, year. I think you're going to have a lot of these bowl games that it's just not going right. to make financial sense. I mean, these bowl games don't do tremendously well, I don't think, anyway. 
um, uh, financially, you know, I mean, some of these bowl games don't fill half a stadium and now they can not even going to be allowed to fill depending where they are, not even going to be allowed to fill 10, 15% of the stadium. So it's going to be interesting to see, uh, by the way, it's officially called bowl season now. Whatever. Yeah. What? They came out like yeah, we, who's we needed an official expert? title for that. Yeah. Who's the branding yeah. expert, the college football made a big deal that this it's bowl <laughs> season. Um, it, it's same, as exciting same, as, yeah. Exciting as college football playoff. Yeah, the yeah. experts say you got some great marketing folks there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's about it. Pretty good game. Anything nationally stick out to you? Um, no, outside. and that's, that's the thing. When the Big Ten goes, it's like I kind of forget. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm all dialed into what's going on nationally right up until uh, – right. Right up until, although I'm watching late Cincinnati rolling SMU. Cincinnati might be the real deal. might be a power five team or a group of five team. They might actually have a prayer if this uh, whole playoff mess. Who knows how it all plays out? But keep an eye on Luke Fickle. <laughs> Michigan State fans should know that name. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, nationally, nothing really, nothing really crazy today. Nothing, nothing no. goofy well, out there. So Clemson, Clemson got a minor, yeah. skip, a minor um, from Syracuse before ended up putting them away by twenty something. I but, suppose. Uh, but there was seven points in the second half, and that that certainly opens your eyes given what Clemson has done to this point. Uh, but I was watching on Twitter that, that uh, somebody had bet the money or just the straight up uh, on Clemson. Like they bet $8,500 on Clemson to win $8. That is. Can you, can you imagine how much that person was sweating in the second half? It doesn't make any sense. Why would somebody even do that? I know. I, I, I don't know. So, so that we'll mention it on the uh, Green Room Review podcast, uh, I guess. Uh, yeah. yeah, no major ups. Oklahoma State beat Iowa State 24-21. That was, that was probably your best game. Yeah, of the, yeah, yeah. Ranked teams. Miami barely held off Virginia, nineteen fourteen. Um, North Carolina blew out North Carolina State. Um, yeah, so nothing. Uh, Wake Forest beat Virginia Tech, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm uh, still. To me, it's still. This is Clemson and Alabama's world, and probably Ohio State's too. I I would agree with and, you. And um and I then after agree. that, I don't I don't know who's I don't know who's in the same class as those three teams. I just I haven't seen one yet. I'll agree with you there. Um, I will say that my percentage, my little meter on Michigan's chance of beating Ohio State went from today zero to maybe thirty percent. I'd buy that. I'm I'm, I I they're up. I'm really in on and everyone knows I'm not a Michigan homer. You know I'm not a Michigan State homer, but um, uh, Michigan was impressive. I think that's what I took away mostly from this day. You know, the Rutgers loss is what it is. I mean, it's 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 year one of what was going to be a pretty mediocre to piss poor year anyway, record wise. Um, so you, you you work on it and hopefully you can get your turnover rate under seven a game moving forward. Uh, <laughs> you think? Start, start, <laughs> starting next week. So that's it. Uh, that yeah. We're going to do this every week. Uh, green, room, green Room Review is a recap of what's going on in the big Saturday action, Big Ten football. Matt's got a bunch of stuff coming at you. He's already got stuff online. All the coverage from today's game at DetroitNews.com. He'll have recap Big Ten power rankings coming tomorrow. And then, of course, all week long at DetroitNews.com from Matt and Angelique. We'll be previewing the big game. Oh, boy. seems weird. You know, coming so fast, yet so late. It's just weird. Um, uh, whole year's weird. Come on. Know, the whole it, thing's it, weird. It is a very, very strange year. Um, so that's next week, Michigan, Michigan State. We're going to talk about that and more on the regular episode of the Green Room Podcast this week. Until then, Matt, I'll let you go to bed or do your work or whatever you got to do, and we'll do this again next week. See ya. Bye.